Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Philly Sports with Giovanni. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it. Gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on Ed and Connor. What's up, guys? Gio, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. I'm great. How are you, Ed? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for asking. Thanks for coming on. And then this this is the podcast of the new holder, right? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) For his high school team, he does he do play football, right? I am your biggest fan. Can you please sign my jersey? Yeah, number eighty-six. What jersey number is so we can go out and buy one. I'm really excited. I'm gonna try. So apparently, um, they're doing like random numbers this year, which is a bummer. So I couldn't pick my number, but hopefully, I get a good one. But uh, our school is actually sponsored by Nike, so we have like authentic Nike jerseys and stuff. Nice. Yeah. But your viewers know what we're talking about, though. So, what are your guys' thoughts on this year's NFL draft? Howie Roseman came in and proved everybody wrong because everybody is hating him at this point in the year, usually. But I feel like we're all loving Howie Roseman right now. Yeah, um, Everybody was kind of hating Howie Roseman back in March when free agency started, right? And everybody's like, man, why isn't Howie doing anything? What's what's the matter with the Eagles? Why aren't they signing, you know, five or six guys? But, um, you know, you kind of have to let the free agency process play out, let the draft happen, take a few deep breaths. And here we are, the middle of May, and everybody loves Howie now. You know, and it was just three months ago when I was saying that stuff like, oh, how he's he's got to be fired, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But, you know, now he's kind of won the fans over. He probably, Gio, and maybe Connor agrees that he has had, I think, the best offseason of any general manager in the NFL. I agree. Best offseason in his history, too, to be honest with you. I know what's 217 brought uh, to the table, but that was not expected then. Big things are expected from these contributions that they added. They added A.J. Brown, 24-year-old wide receiver, who is a top-10 wide receiver in this league, to pair with Devontae Smith, their ascending player as is. I mean, Hassan Reddick is a premier edge rusher in this league, regardless of what anybody thinks. I mean, 23 and a half sacks the last two years proves that. Um, the funny thing is, you know, you guys are right. Everybody wanted how to make more moves, make more moves, get that wide receiver, get that wide receiver. So now he's done everything. There were, Ed and I have always said this on the pod. They were always meant to be a team that makes a splash at the end of April because of all the assets they had in the draft. And that's what exactly what Howie did. Now let's just see uh, 
you know, you made the moves, made all the right moves. Now it's time for the coaching staff and the the players to put it on paper. But uh, in my opinion, even with everything uh, accounted for from 2017, from the 2018 draft, this is his best offseason. This is his best offseason to date as a general manager. Yeah, no doubt. You forgot James Bradbury in there. That was a late yeah, signing. James Bradbury, you have to have that yeah. in there. I mean, they just signed him. And, and even Jimmy Moreland's going to give some depth, um, I think, at the cornerback spot. So, you know, he did a great job delivering these pieces to this coaching staff. And, you know, now, like Connor said, you really have to let this group kind of breathe, learn what the expectations are from the coaching staff. And what's cool is that this coaching staff is – all of it is back for year two. You know, they didn't lose anybody from this coaching staff. So they have continuity. And we've talked to a lot of the players these last few weeks, and they've all said how important that is. And, you know, that year one, you're kind of learning and you're trying to feel each other out. And uh, now you kind of know what, what's happening with this coaching staff. And what's even better is they're doing it in person, where last year a lot of it was done virtually, you know, because we're still kind of coming through the pandemic and stuff. So this year they're actually out on the field. And they're in the locker room together. They're having lunch together. They're talking with the coaches. So, um, you know, all that stuff is something to be excited about. Yeah, I'm personally really excited for this season just because of the moves that have been made in the offseason, like Bradbury. Bradbury on the on the other side of Slay is going to yeah. be insane. And yeah. AJ Brown is just crucial to our offense Jalen Hurts is going to throw him some dots, and I just cannot wait to have him be able to rely on a wide receiver. He'll have Smitty on one side and A.J. Brown on the other, and uh, A.J. Brown taking number 11, I think, is pretty crazy. I mean, that number is just so swag in this league, and to have it in a wide receiver, a star wide receiver at that is just really exciting. And I mean, for the love of God, how he answered your prayers. Kobe <laughs> Dean. How can we forget Kobe Dean? He's going to be a huge difference maker for that defense. He's the linebacker that this fan base has pleaded for. You, yourself, on national television. <laughs> I need, uh, I needed a uh, Kobe Dean signed plaque behind me. No, what we need is you and Kobe Dean do a pod together and say, hey, I might be the reason why you're here. I don't know, but if you look at the film, I did ask him to draft a linebacker. Tell him that I might be the reason why he has a job right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eagles, man, that was that was amazing that he was sitting there in the third round. Um, and the Eagles just swooped in, and, and Howie said, we're not trading anywhere. He had offers to trade out of that spot in the third round. He said, well, when he was still sitting there, seven, eight picks before the Eagles were on the clock, I think with number 82 or 83. 83, yeah. Yeah, he, he said, we, when we were eight picks away, we had offers to move out and get more picks. He said, but when we saw Nakobe still sitting there, we're like, man, we're, we're sticking to the board here. We're going we're gonna to see if Nakobe's still there eight picks from now. If he is, that's who we're taking. We're not even going to wait. We're just going to run up and get him. Yeah, and I think it was definitely a steal. He's going to be crucial to our defense, and uh, we need guys who can get on the ball, and he definitely can. I yeah. just – I cannot wait for this season, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to see how it all comes together. Um, you know, starting in August, right when they have their preseason games, and um, they're coming to Indy this year, Geo. So you'll get to see them, you know, in November when they come to your backyard. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I can't I can't wait to see how this all plays out too. 
yeah, I'm really excited to see the Eagles come to the the Indy and uh, Lucas Oil Stadium and just have them in town and be able to rep an Eagles jersey here in uh, Indy. Yeah, you know, you should get the Zach Pascal jersey. You yeah, because he yeah, was. Yeah, I should. Yeah, he was Colts, and now he's Eagles. And, you know, talk all about all the signings. I, I kind of like that Zach Pascal signing. I think it's one of the under-the-radar type signings. He came early, and everybody's still like, ah, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough for the receiver. We need more. And they did need more. But I still think Pascal's going to give them uh, a pretty decent season this year, working in the slot a little bit and on the outside. But, I, you know, that would be a good jersey to get because, you know, he was a Colt, now he's an Eagle, and, you know, you can rep it when he comes to – Comes to uh, Lucas Oil. Yeah, kind of off sub uh, off subject from uh, Eagles talk, but Nick Foles in Indy. What do you guys think about that? I think uh, it was interesting that the Eagles were interested on in him. I know that you know they were thinking about trading Gardner Minshew amid all the trade calls for Gardner Minshew, so I think they wanted to make a. a a plan B in case, you know, one of those trades did materialize uh, Nick Foles was going to be that plan B, which I completely understand. I don't think it would have created controversy. I think media driven controversy maybe, but I don't think it would have been a huge fuss uh, if the Eagles brought him in. And that's a great pedigree for Joan Hurts to learn by. But uh, talking about Indy, you know, the reason why Foles probably, well, I, I believe this is the reason why is, you know, he said, he said this is multiple stops since he left the Eagles that he wants to go to a place where there's coaching familiarity. Um, nobody on this Eagles staff has any ties to Foles coaching wise. Uh, Frank Reich does. So I think that's what went into his decision was I'm going with a coach where he knows how to utilize my skill set and actually put me in the best position to succeed. Matt Ryan's 37 years old, Gio, and you know, the Colts offensive line situation, especially on that left side, is looking a little uh, suspect right now. I think that was a huge signing for them because I don't think Sam Ellinger is ready to be the backup for Matt Ryan in case he goes down. I think, you know, that the best case scenario for Nick Foles was to reunite with Frank Reich and to replace Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. There's been a lot of question about if Matt Ryan is going to be starting now, which I think he's still going to be starting. But to have Nick Foles behind him is just a crucial part to a offense like the Colts is. Uh, I just cannot wait to see um, the offense and just see Jonathan Taylor go out there, who I'm having on the podcast next week, which I'm really excited about. And uh, just to have uh, guys to rely on like Nick Foles behind Matt Ryan is just crazy. Yeah, according to sources, uh, Nick Foles was brought in to teach Matt Ryan how to beat Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Per sources, per Adam Schefter. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I mean, one blew it in the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady, the other destroyed him, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a good signing. I mean, Matt Ryan has never really been hurt that much, so, you know, you got to wonder if, you know, if he's not playing well, if they'll bring Foles in, but. Um, he gives them good insurance, Nick Foles, because, you know, the Colts are a team with a roster that could challenge for the Super Bowl, and they probably should have done that last year. But um, Nick Foles gives them insurance if Matt Ryan were to get injured or if he struggles at some point and they decide to pull the plug and put Foles in. Yeah. Uh, Ed, what has been your favorite move since this offseason? 
I mean, we had a slow start with Howie doing pretty much nothing, and then the draft comes, and bam, he drafts linebackers, gets A.J. Brown, Kobe Dean, just amazing guys. What's been your favorite move? Yeah, you know, those linebackers is probably the, you know, I've been covering the Eagles off and on since 2002 and really full-time for the last 12 years, and this is probably the deepest, um, most, you know, flexible group of linebackers that I can remember them having. Um, so I like the move to build the linebacker room. You know, everybody says how he doesn't put any resources in them and he doesn't in the first round, but I think my favorite moves are just building that linebacker core. You know, you're bringing in Hassan Reddick, which I thought was a great signing. Um, and that might've been my favorite move of all. I know the AJ Brown is an awesome move and, but man, that Hassan Reddick deal, the Eagles were so bad at rushing the passer last year with 29 sacks you know, kind of near the basement in the NFL. They really needed to do something. And they came out of the gate swinging and got him on a pretty, you know, manageable salary, you know, $15 million a year for three years. That's pretty good for a pass rusher. So that might be my favorite move. And then, you know, with the linebackers, he was kind of that first shoe to drop with the linebackers. You know, then they add uh, Kaiser White, who I like a lot. They brought him in in free agency. And then they drafted two guys, Nicobe Dean uh, being the big stud that he is. and um, Kyron Johnson, who I think could have a role as an outside linebacker, kind of a speed guy off the edge, um, probably on special teams. He'll, he'll get, you know, most of his reps early on. But, um, you know, that linebacker, and then you throw in T.J. Edwards, who people overlook him. Uh, you know, he's steady as can be in the middle, and, you know, he's a talented player in the middle of that defense. He was second on the team in tackles last year. You know, Davion Taylor, if he can stay healthy and develop, you know, he's another good one to have. And Sean Bradley was a Pro Bowl alternate as a special team player last year. So, you know, they, they've really added, you know, terrific depth and talent to that linebacker crew. And it started with the signing of Hassan Reddick. Connor, bro, I know last year we were playing video games. We were talking Eagles. We were like, oh, God, what is up with this wide receiver core? And now we have guys like A.J. Brown to fall back on. What do you think is going to come out of this season with just a stacked wide receiver core? It's crazy that, you know, one of the strengths of this team is their wide receiver room now. You know, it, it's funny to say that because their, their first-round pick in 2020 is their wide receiver five right now. Like, that's that's how you have A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith, who almost had a 1,000-yard season as a rookie in a run-first offense. You have Quez Watkins, who popped off with 647 yards. He's a six-round pick. You're developing nicely. Then you have Zach Pascal, who is, you know, Ed, Ed pretty much, you know, gave him a lot of credit right now. But let's let's not forget, the Eagles were horrible in the red zone. This is a red zone weapon right there. And Zach Pascal, he performs very well in the red zone. Uh, and then you have Greg Ward still, too, who, you know, Jalen Hurts loves to throw Greg Ward the ball whenever he's on the field. So, uh, and then the tight end room, you know, like Jalen Hurts has everything in place to make the leap as a passer that the Eagles need him to make to become the franchise quarterback. There really is no stopping him this year. There's no Jalen Rager dropping the ball. There's no Quez Watkins developing as the season goes on. There's no Devontae Smith trying to find his way as a rookie, as a wide receiver one leading a passing attack. There's none of that anymore. It's year two Devontae Smith that's facing uh lesser attention. This is your first year with A.J. Brown, who is 24 years old and playing with a quarterback that, you know, they have a chemistry already in place. You know, it might not have been taking place on a football field per se, but 
the amount of time that they practice together, they know each other what they like and what they don't like. So they know each other's ins and outs. They're, this is not going to be a team that's number one in, in the NFL in rushing anymore. This is going to be a team that's probably in the top 15 in rushing, but more in the top 10 in passing now. That's exactly how it changed. Um, you don't have to be an elite quarterback to take advantage of the wide receiver room that the Philadelphia Eagles have assembled together. This room is going to produce regardless because these are wide receivers that, you know, Ryan Tannehill is not a world beater. You know, he's not he's not an elite quarterback by any means. In fact, I would argue that A.J. Brown has made Ryan Tannehill the quarterback that he is ever since Ryan Tannehill became the starter in Tennessee. So this is a this is a wide receiver that regardless of who the quarterback in place, he makes that quarterback look better. And Devontae Smith already does that uh, as is. So, I mean, it's crazy. You know, wide receiver and cornerback are the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles. Can you guys can believe that? Like, that's insane to say. Like, we're starting to figure out who's our right guard is. I know what the three wide receivers starting for the Eagles are. I don't know who the right guard is. That's insane, guys. That is insane to say that because it was the other way around for many, many years with this team. So uh, I'm still trying to pitch myself. I feel like I'm dreaming. <laughs> See, I would say linebackers is right up there is one of their strongest position groups now, too. Why, yeah. I mean, you, you know, we'll see how it play, pays out, plays out. But I like wide receiver and linebacker. You know, those two rooms are really strong. In my opinion, well, I agree with that though. I mean, uh, you know, AJ Brown obviously floored me. You know, nobody saw that coming, and that was yeah. like the craziest acquisition ever. But uh, this team has struggled, other than Fletcher Cox, to get a double digit uh, sack producer. And then you get one in Hassan Reddick, who is, you know, these last two years, he's put it all together. You know, he finally found his way in the league. He was struggling in Arizona his first couple of seasons, trying, and they were struggling to use him. But now he's finally put his game together, and you're getting that in year three of him getting his game together, and you're having that for the next three years. I mean, this guy's going to be a force. I mean, I think they got their own Trent Cole back. So, I mean, that's a huge addition. That's a huge addition. That, that really is my favorite addition just because what Ed said, they were 31st in sacks, Geo. They were, they were literally one of the worst teams in football putting the quarterback on the ground. And that's not Philadelphia Eagles football, and that's not how you're going to win a Super Bowl. That's not how that the 2017 Eagles won a Super Bowl. So to bring a guy like that into the room and add Jordan Davis as well, who's going to eat up nothing but bodies, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit for what this D-line room can do. They just got to stay healthy. Yeah. I, just talking to you guys, I was ecstatic for this season, but, like, I am so hyped up now after just talking to you guys. Like, the Eagles actually got linebackers in the offseason. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if it was my NFL Network plea, <laughs> my plea to Howie Roseman in person, but I would love to think so. I yeah. think it helped. I think it helped for sure. Um, Opened his eyes a little bit. You know, if a 14-year-old's going to come up and tell me this, I might be doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and good linebackers. I mean, I think Very he's good. a talented group, you know. Yeah, you can't um, sleep on Kaiser White, you know. The Chargers fans are missing him right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine like a fight, you know, and, and John Gannon called him, Jonathan Gannon called these outside linebackers as overhang players. It's kind of a new phraseology for Gannon. You know, he loves that rush and cover, cover and rush phrase. But, you know, we talked to him the other day, and, you know, he said these are my overhang players, which is the guys on the outside of that defense, the outside linebackers. But – you know, you can run a five-man front out there with Jordan Davis in the middle, Fletcher Cox one one side of him, and Javon Hargrave on the other, and then your outside guys are Reddick and Josh Sweat or Brandon Graham 
or, you know, Patrick Johnson's in there. They like Patrick Johnson a lot. Second year linebacker, you know, you can throw Kyron Johnson out there. You can put Kaiser White as one of your overhang players. There's just so having that group of linebackers just gives you so much more flexibility with, with what you can do personnel wise. Um, Nicobe Dean is being cross-trained between, you know, your Mike and your Will, your, your uh, weak side linebacker and your strong side linebacker. He's, he's being cross-trained at those positions. So he's going to be on the outside sometimes coming off the edge with his speed. Um, it's just going to be a, a real, real pressure oriented defense. That's geared to get after the quarterback and affect the quarterback. Gio, uh, Ed and I, our last episode, uh, we went down the <clears throat> schedule and we picked wins and losses and him and I didn't pick the same games. You know, some of our losses were all different. Yeah. Um, we both had the Eagles going twelve and five though. We had no other we we couldn't see another way where they weren't twelve and five after going through the schedule. Yeah, it was weird how we both yeah. like we picked losses where one of us thought it was a win, the other thought it was a loss, but when we added it all up at the end, we both had twelve, which was which was strange. Easy, I, yeah, it, you know, and we're not really like that. And I tried, you know, a lot of people thought we were crazy on Twitter, and I tried to let them know, hey, you know, we aren't really like this. You know, we try to temper expectations, but with the 30th ranked strength of schedule and the improvements that this team made, and I think a fair expectation for the leap that Jalen Hurts is going to make, uh, you know, 11 to 12 wins is very feasible with this schedule. I mean, this schedule is easy to say the least. I have the Eagles going 14 and three. Whoa! Hey, you guys thought we were crazy. Yeah, listen to that. He's he's confident. You're confident, man. They did the year they won the Super Bowl. They went thirteen and three. I mean, yeah. it can happen again. Very I'm well. Could. So. It'd be great to see the Eagles and the Colts in the Super Bowl, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be like your dream matchup, Gio? That would be the best thing ever. Yeah, Broad Street will be fun. I would have to go see that. Yeah, where is the Super? Oh, it's in Arizona, I think. This year, yeah, it's in Arizona this year. Yeah. I mean. I gotta go to Arizona uh, to see uh, to see Zach anyway. I hope he makes it to the Super Bowl this year. I think he will. That'd be cool too. Uh, like last, like last Super Bowl, you'll catch me on Broad Street destroying Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, for the last segment of the podcast, we're gonna be talking about my favorite movie of all time is coming out with a sequel, Top Gun. And uh, my dad, the man who started it all, is going to be coming in to talk to us about Top Gun. You can come in, Dad. All right. Uh, Let's hear about it. That was was quite an entrance. (laughs) (laughs) He flung the door open and goes, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Debut, let's go. (laughs) How you guys doing? Good. Jean, how good. you doing, sir? All right. Excited for Top Gun, huh? So, yeah, let's hear about it. Top Gun Week. It comes out when? Comes out actually uh, starts tomorrow night at seven o'clock in a lot of uh, movie theaters. But we're what going on Saturday. Saturday. I cannot wait. Who, we're going who else to... is going to go see it? You guys going to go I'm, check it out? I'm about to see it now. The guys are hyping it up like this on the pod. <laughs> yeah. It, it's. I mean. It's so weird that it took like 30, what is it, 36 years since the original came out? Or <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is that, I mean, usually you don't have like a 35-year wait for a sequel. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I want I, Listen, I'm a 
I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I love the Mission Impossible stuff. I love the Top Gun. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably go check it out. My wife thinks I'm crazy for liking Tom Cruise so much, but you know, <laughs> I say, I've been told that Geo is Tom Cruise's doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> first sources, first sources. Yeah, first sources. <laughs> yeah. Who's my favorite actor? Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. No, he's one of the best. He, yeah, he's he's actually one of my favorites since I was a kid. And actually, the movie that got me into Tom when I was a little kid, I remember seeing that movie and. Uh, I just thought he was cool. I love the airplanes. And uh, yeah, it became one of my favorite movies. And then Giovanni started watching it with me since you were, I don't even remember how young you were. You were a baby. We were, I was little. Like, to be honest, like, we would just sit around and watch movies like that. And Karate Kid, the first one, is just oh, like, yeah. Karate Kid was the best, the best yeah. movies ever. And yeah. Mission Impossible, the whole yeah. franchise. Yeah. yeah. We so are you gonna are you gonna watch the first one before you go see it? Are you gonna check out the uh, the of original? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Good Friday, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we're gonna go see it in IMAX, right on Saturday. Yeah, there's actually an IMAX here close by, so we're we're gonna go check it out there, try to get the full experience. <laughs> Indy wow. looks better by the day. Yeah, feel, yeah. Feel the need for speed. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Actually, I wanted to check it out in 40x. You guys know what that is? I've no. heard of it. I've never been to one of those or, or seen there's, it. I don't think there's one around here. The closest one is in Chicago. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess like the seats move and everything. So it's when uh, like an airplane does like a roll, it feels like you're kind of moving with the airplane. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know if I'm into that, man. Dramamine because yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the face he was making. <laughs> I would do something like that for sure. That sounds awesome. Wow. Okay, good. That's good. I can't even go on roller coasters anymore. Now I got seats moving in the movie theater, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's for me. But, uh, I, you know, for once, I, you know, one time I might try it. Um, we love roller coasters around here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. I love roller coasters. Yeah. I just got uh, – I just found out I don't have an instability in my neck anymore, so we're going to go crazy this summer. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Yeah, we're. I'm proud of you, man. You, you've you've really uh, worked hard at you know your your health stuff, and now you're uh, no instabilities anymore. So like the biggest fear was if we went on like too many roller coasters, or if he did too much physical activity, he could break his neck or get paralyzed somehow. But now that that risk is gone, I mean, now we can. Do roller coasters, all the all the fun. Live stuff. your life, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play Getting football. Yeah, everything that my mom has told me, you can't do that because I don't want you to get paralyzed. And now me and my dad are like going skydiving. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, let's go. With Tom, really? Tom Cruise. <laughs> wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. Tom Cruise be... still has to come on the podcast. Tom. I mean, have your uh, agent. All you have to do is jump on a couch and say, I love Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be awesome. That'd be a big get if you got Tom Cruise. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he's in, he's in the sequel, right? I mean, I know Yeah. there's somebody that plays his son, right? Is that kind of how? The, the uh, actually, Goose. Goose son. Yeah, Goose's son. Miles Teller, who's a big Philadelphia fan. <laughs> Uh, he plays the son of Goose, uh, who was played by Anthony Edwards in the first movie. And then he's, Tom Cruise is back as Maverick. And I guess he's 
training Goose's son. I don't know if he's trying to make up for killing his dad or what. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. Oh, man. Uh, I think we all saw the first one. <laughs> <laughs> At least by yeah. now, I hope so. It's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> um, they're having a Top Gun night at uh, Citizens Bank Park with the Phillies oh, yeah. um, on June 1st. And I think oh, that, that actor you mentioned uh, yeah. who plays Goose's son is going to be there. Um, really? You should try to get him. I mean, if he's a Philly guy, and you oh, know, he's, Philly that's guy. a good get. That would be a, that would be a good one to get. I mean, apparently he's pretty accessible. I think he's been on the radio here. He's been um, on WIV. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's a <laughs> fan. Me and my dad are just looking at each other like, mm. hmm, yeah, already <laughs> hatching the plan, huh? That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to have him on. You can talk birds with him, Phillies with him. You got the Super Bowl when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He went crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that'd be great, man. If you can get that guy, um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the, the movie. I'm actually going to the Phillies game the night before Top Gun. That I bought tickets for the 31st, which is the first game of the Giants series. If I'd have known there was a Top Gun night, I would have bought tickets for the first. But right. yeah, well, well, Dean Kapler's good. back in town. That yeah, was, they get a Yeah, yeah. Now you know, live and learn. All right, Dad. Well, as we're coming to the end of the podcast, I'm going to spring something up on you. Oh, on me? What do you think the Eagles' record will be this season? Oh, wow. You put me on the spot. We have a pretty easy record. What uh, do you think it's going to be? I, I still think it's going to be like uh, nine, nine and eight. Dad. I think they're going to start off slow. I think it's it's the Eagles, remember. So they're going to start off slow. Yeah, this is not the optimistic cool. thing that we're going through. Uh, no, I mean, was their theme I was supposed to follow? I missed the memo. Yeah. You, you're not supposed to come on the podcast and say, the Eagles are going to suck. No, 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 the funny thing is, I think they're gonna make it to the playoffs, definitely. I think they're gonna make up for last season, but I don't, I just don't think that they're gonna get all their stuff uh straightened out at the beginning of the season. I think it's gonna take them a few games. They're definitely gonna lose games that they should win because it's the Eagles, yeah, yeah. Now, everybody, now, 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 Gio, now all your viewers are like, finally, somebody who's realistic. Brought up. You think you know. You think you know a guy, and then he comes on your podcast and disses the Eagles. I'm not him. I think they're going to do pretty good. You're dissing him to the max. I, I, I think Nate will get you in the playoffs and then NFC. It will. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, listen, that's. I think the I think the odds have him at like eight and a half or something to win eight and a half. So, um, you know, you're right, right in the right in the money. Just following the money. I see, I, see the the play. I see the play. Yeah. <laughs> All the money. Yeah. I, we counter me both having 12 wins. Yeah, 12 and 5. Yeah. And Gio, ask, ask Gio. Ask Gio. Yeah, Gio, tell your dad what you got him at. 14 and 3. Really? He starts laughing right away. That's not good. That's not a good sign for that prediction, folks. <laughs> You're raising an optimist. You're raising an optimist. I love it. Like at least you're saying like seventeen and zero. <laughs> yeah, right. Then I would have had a lot. I give it to you. Yeah. Hey, if they go fourteen and three, Gio, you you know, you're the first to say it. You're the first <laughs> yeah. to say it. Yeah. 
That'd be huge. Don't get me wrong. I hope they go 17 and, and, and oh, but I'll even take 14 and three. <laughs> so I, I hope for that. But, I mean, realistically, I'm not going to. Now he's backtracking. Oh, no, 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 no. I I still, know, he's, he's, not, he's not backtracking. Yeah, he sounds pretty serious. That. What I think they're going to do is a different story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, you're right about the slow starts. I mean, even in the Super Bowl year, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, didn't they? Like three and three or something. And they sure, ripped one, off. They off two and one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it could happen. I, know. I think they're gonna go to the playoffs, though. Yeah. But are they gonna win? That's all I care about. As long as I get in, are they gonna win a game in the playoffs? I mean, they went to the playoffs last year. Can they win a game when they get there? They're good enough. They're I mean, good enough. we won against Brady, and we weren't at our full potential. <laughs> no, I know. Well, if they get in the playoffs at nine and eight, they're probably gonna face maybe Brady again or Rodgers or. I don't know who else. I'd rather go against Rodgers than Brady. Yeah, maybe the Rams, Stafford. That would be a great game. That yeah, would be a good game. Yeah, it'd be tough. <laughs> Super Bowl champs, yeah. Be a tough one. Yeah. But let's hope they win at least one more game than they won last year. They won nine last year, and so they're supposed to be better. I mean, this was a great offseason, so hopefully they win. I appreciate the realistic more. side, though. I yeah. do. Yeah. Somebody had to add it. it. Sprinkle that in there real quick to the podcast. I, I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate you coming. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I'm just, I'm being realistic. I think it's gonna take them it, probably a good. Two I think years. you just punched your ticket to never come back on the Giovanni show. <laughs> What's that? I think you just punched the ticket to never come back on the Giovanni show. <laughs> <laughs> One and only time, Dad. Bye. <laughs> Until the next Top Gun sequel. Never Eagles football again. Yeah. This is not the look I was hoping for. All right, we'll see you on the Colts episode. I'm a pessimist. You know that. <laughs> All right, guys. Is this it, Gio? You got any more? Nope, that's it. All right, Thank send everybody guys. off. Thanks for having cool. me on. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No, thank you for having us on, man. I appreciate it, man. Especially yeah, after all the famous people you have on, you know. Yeah. We greatly appreciate, you know, you still remember the small folks around. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget the little ones on your way up. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So let's hope uh, we're somewhere in between 9 and 14 with the wins for the Eagles. Maybe 12. That's all. Oh, I hope so. Maybe. I, just need, I just need one shout-out when you become the next Rich Eisen. Just one shout-out on there. All right. Yeah, you got it. Just play, yo, I'll, I'll Connor. As my old video game pal. Yeah, just play, oh, yo, Connor, ah. Xbox Leader 8. Yo, Connor, Xbox from all? That's all I need. Yeah. I'll shout out your Twitch. There you go. That's all. That I'll, I'll take that. Perfect. All right, guys. All right, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on Shay Pitts from UCLA. What's up, man? My man Giovanni, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And a congratulations for getting on your high school football team. And Coach Kelly gonna recruit you. So be ready to be be ready to be a Bruin. <laughs> I'm ready, man. Let's Coach go. Kelly, if you're listening, man, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if you've listened to the show, but I am huge on defense and I am huge on linebackers, especially. Yes, sir. And I heard that you're an Eagles fan. So 
this year you're going to be drafted in the first round by the Eagles, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. That, that, that would help a lot. But just to get an opportunity to play for any team, especially the Eagles, that'd be that'd be great. So if they want to draft me, that'd be great too. But anyway, any way I can make it onto the team would be a, would be unbelievable. It would be a, definitely a dream come true. <laughs> for sure. So uh, I heard you've been an Eagles fan since you were about five. And I heard that your dad and your grandpa played for the Green Bay Packers. What inspired yeah. you being an Eagles fan when your family played for the Packers? See, that's a good question. I get that question a lot. Everyone's like, you should just be a Packers fan. It'll be easier. I was like, that, that would be that would be easier. There's a lot of a lot of heartbreak games, but we got our Super Bowl. But uh <laughs> Coach Andy Reid was actually a family friend of ours. He was at the Pro Bowl a lot of those years. It was during the years the Eagles would go to the they went to a few NFC championship games and Coach Reed would end up coaching in the Pro Bowl for consecutive years. And so we my dad worked within he worked for a company that had to go to the Pro Bowl every year. I think it was through Fox. And so every year we just saw Andy. We just became friends with Andy Reed. And then I'm like, you know what? I like watching your team play. So I remember that I think it was 2004 when the Eagles played the Falcons in the NFC Championship, that's when I really started watching. And I'm like, okay, like, this is Andy Reid. And all the Eagles players would be there. It'd be McNabb, T.O., um, all those guys would be up in there. And I just, David Akers, and I would just become friends with all of them. And I'm like, you know what? This is my team now. So ever since then, ever since around, like, when I was four or five years old, I just became talking to all the Eagles guys, Andy Reid, and just never looked back since <laughs> 20 years later. Almost. Big Red, huh? You were yeah, big, big Red. It's the guy. I remember seeing him get that Super Bowl with the Chiefs. That was that was pretty cool too. Even though I wish the Eagles were in it, the next best guy I want to get one with the, in the NFL is definitely Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm glad he got one. But uh, what a crazy lineup! You're four or five out there, and you're out there with guys like To. What was that like? Well, it's crazy. I tell my parents is like I was I think two three when I met To for the first time, and like one of my first memories. <laughs> Like of existence, like one of my first memories is just taking a picture with T.O. in the hotel lobby when I was like two, three years old and just being able to talk to him. And then the crazy thing is that that was cool. And then McNabb and then David Akers. But like about four years ago, I was out at dinner and I saw Terrell Owens and I'm like, yo, T.O. And he, he was like, what's up? Like, he didn't really remember me. I showed him the picture we took at the Pro Bowl when I was like two or three years old. He was like, whoa, I remember that. And we took the exact same picture. And made a little pick stitch 15 years later. So it was it was really cool to be able to see him and then show him the picture of when we were younger. But I just all those guys were cool. I love those. That Eagles 04, 05, 016. Those that team. I don't know. Where, were you born yet? I don't know. I was born in 2007. Oh, okay. So you missed about a couple of years. But if you look at some highlights, which you probably already have, those teams yeah. were really fun to watch. So it was really cool. You know, develop relationships with them and seeing them still this many years later and still be able to talk about those times. Pros are grill is a great time. Yeah. And uh, you grew up watching an incredible roster, but yeah. if you have to choose one, who was your favorite player to watch growing up? Oh, it is an easy question. There's, I'll give you my favorite offense and defense. My favorite defensive player was definitely Brian Dawkins. Everything yeah. he did. The way he plays, his physicality, the way he runs around, really, he inspired me, honestly, to be the type of player I am. Because I was always kind of between offense and defense. I didn't really know which one and which one was the best one. But once I started watching Brian Dawkins as a kid, I'm like, all right, I want to hit somebody. <laughs> I want to be physical. I want to do a lot of things. So that was definitely my favorite 
my favorite defensive player. Offense, it's so many. It's you got back, Shady, Vic, all them dudes. But I just I have to out of out of just the the act of winning a Super Bowl, I gotta go Nick Foles. Even though it was a short time, I can't I can't not say Nick Foles because out of all the players I loved watching growing up, there's only one of them that got us a Super Bowl. So gotta gotta go Nick Foles, man. Just what he was able to do, even though it was a short a short little stunt. But from watching him in 2013, he threw like 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, and then coming back against all odds, winning us that Super Bowl when no one in the world expected the Eagles to do anything that when they went to the playoffs, I, I got to just respect him for what he's done. Like the fact that Tom Brady threw 500 yards and Nick Foles still won the game just shows the type of performance he had in that Super Bowl. So got to go, my guy, Nick. Nick Foles is crazy. Now he's here in Indy, and I'm just super excited to be once again, in the same town with that guy. He's a great guy. He always remembers me when I come to training camp, and he brings I, the energy. I love it. You got to tell, when you're in Indian training camp again, tell Michael Pittman, who plays for the Colts. He went to my high school. I've known him since I was around 13, 14 years old. So you got to make sure you tell him what's up. I will, me. I will. I'll make sure y'all homies now. And uh, Brian Dawkins, huh? Weapon X himself. Yeah, Weapon X, the, the way he, everything about him, man, just that's really who I want to be as a football player. Every day, every before every game, I'm watching his highlights, and I'm like, this is what I need to do. I need to hit like this, play like this, act like this. So, yeah, it's definitely Brian Dawkins. Yes. So, who do you model your game after? Sheesh. Yeah, that kind of goes hand-in-hand. Brian Dawkins is definitely one of them. But let's uh, away from the Eagles, I'll go Tyron Matthew just because he's just always around the ball. He's always running to the ball. He's not the biggest, not the fastest, not the strongest, which I consider myself too, but he just finds a way to continue to make plays. So I love watching Tyron Matthew play as well, and just the way he's able to operate is just it's pretty cool to see. Tyron Matthew is amazing, and uh, I was watching your film, dude. You are crazy on the field. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I try, try my best. got a lot of ups and downs, but I try my best. <laughs> So do you like playing blitz or coverage better? Sure. Let me blitz. Let me get after the quarterback. <laughs> when you're blitzing, when you're when you're covering, you gotta worry about the receiver. When you're blitzing, they gotta worry about you. So that's that's how I look about it. I, I love blitzing. Yeah, I mean, when you get pressure on the quarterback, you make them angry. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it definitely builds momentum. But uh for the final question. What are your predictions for this Eagles season? And what do you think the record will be? Yeah, that's a great question. So going into it, I was like, mm, I don't know. We didn't have a lot. We didn't have a whole lot going into it. And Jalen Hurts, I think, is a good, great quarterback. I actually played against him at UCLA when he came to, he came over to ours and beat us pretty bad. So I knew he was good then. But um, <laughs> going into the offseason, I was like kind of questioning a lot of things, but we made some big time off-season adjustments and off-season transactions. Like Bradbury is a very, very, very good corner. A.J. Brown, he's going to be a threat at receiver. So now it's now it's 17 games played. So I think we'll go – I think we'll win at least 10, 11 games. I think we'll win 10, 11 games. I think we have a legitimate shot at winning the NFC East. I think it's going to be between us and Dallas. But I don't, I, I'll, give us, I'll give us 11 wins. Let's go 11 wins. I said I said 14 and 3 to be honest. Okay. I'm a little <laughs> optimistic, but I love you. <laughs> I love your optimism. Uh. We have an easy schedule this year. 
We do have an easy schedule. No, we do. Yeah, I'll, I'll bump it up to 12. You, you inspire me. I'll bump it oh, up to 12. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it, man. Well, no, we just got to win. We just got to, we just can't beat ourselves. Most games we lost, we do things that are self-inflating. So if we just learn to not turn the ball over and just take control on defense and do what we need to do. I think we're going to be, I think we could get those 14 wins, you know? Might as well. I can't wait to see Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. That connection is going to be crazy. Just go deep. <laughs> He's there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then we got a stacked defense, and it's oh, just crazy. Yeah. It'll be even more stacked next year when you're on the team. Man, <laughs> God willing. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you for having me. Go Eagles. Go Bruins. Go Birds. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.